Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. With the franchise, Tim Allen, on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is a final, the game, the series, and the road trip, and the results are good, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, and they get it done tonight. This is a huge win. It is. Um, they, be, they beat the Baltimore Orioles in the game 4-2 after really kind of Devin Williams, really? What are you doing, kid? Come on now. Come on. Um, yeah, got himself into all sorts of trouble there in that eighth inning. And you had it lined up the way you wanted to, especially you had it lined up the way you wanted to with Williams and Hayter, and you were going to get away without using Boxberger. And so he was going to be available for tomorrow. Now, who knows? Everything is a grind here in 2022's championship season. Again, I made mention of this yesterday or the day before, maybe both. Does it not seem to you that everything is a grind? And you could say that Corbin Burns was kind of cruising, and he was. Outstanding performance tonight. But still, it's only a two-zip game. So is that a comfort zone? Well, when you have Burns, probably a little, well, a lot more than others. But still, you're not out of the woods. You give up a, a, a scrap base hit, and then you, then you hang one or something, and it's a tie game. So, but the, my point is, everything seems to be a grind this year, especially offensively. You know, and then the bullpen is going to get, uh, you know, themselves into some trouble and then out of trouble like we saw last night. Then they're going to get themselves into trouble and stay in trouble like we saw tonight. But how about the offense? And that's what we're going to talk uh, about a little bit tonight. As the offense, you know, up until that ninth inning, had a whopping four hits, two runs of offense. I think at one point there was 13 consecutive hitters retired by Baltimore pitchers in this game. I mean, it was, it was nowheresville for this offense. And I'm trying to figure out, are they going to be a good offense? Are they going to be an average offense? Are they going to be a below average offense? One could make the argument that they're a better offense than last year. And here's why. On a, a pretty much a regular basis, if you just look at these four players, Avi Garcia exits and he's re replaced, maybe not necessarily by the position, 
But he leaves, and he's replaced by Hunter Renfro. I think that's – you don't lose anything, you don't gain anything. Their numbers are fairly uh, similar, are they not, Evan? I think so. Mostly similar. Yeah, for the most part. Then you uh, exit Jackie Bradley Jr., and you enter Andrew McCutcheon. Well, there's no doubt there. So in theory, your offense should be better than it is than it was last year. And keep in mind, again, just, just for the record, they are without Luis Arias. And then that's a big bat. That's a big bat to be without. And he's you know, probably still a good 10, 10 to 2 weeks away, 10 days, 2 weeks out. But nonetheless, I threw it out there on Twitter as well leading up uh, to the game's end here. And that is, are, are the – is the Brewers' offense going to be above average, average, or below average? Pretty simple. I, I find it hard to believe that these types of names are, are going through this type of thing. And maybe it's just they need to get going. It's early. As Evan, you and I discussed, maybe they're just a, a veteran-laden type team that you, know, you got to get into the rhythm or the feel of the season. I don't know. I, I don't know. That that's I'm I'm confused by this Brewers offense. I really am. Main thing is tonight they do get the victory, and that that is huge because now you've really you really haven't played your best baseball. And correct me if I'm wrong. You've only had one stellar start in the six games, and that was tonight. Yeah, right. I'm not missing any good starts, am I? By a starter, I think those is the first start where somebody went into like the sixth inning. Right. Maybe no, even the yeah. fifth inning. <laughs> I think I think Burns went five full in his uh, his first outing. And now he comes up with seven shutout. That's a little more like a Cy Young right there. Uh, he was dealing eight strikeouts, just three hits, did hit a man. Uh, was at 97 pitches in his second outing here this season. Weather was a lot nicer. I don't know if he's going to go 97 uh, if this is uh, Chicago in the cold weather. But nonetheless... So you're you're doing this with just one good performance out of your starter. You're doing this with, I don't even know what term to put on the offense. What what sort of term do you put on the offense? As in, like how old they are, or just no, just just how they're playing here through the six games with a three and three mark. I mean, lackluster, maybe. Is that a fair word? I don't know. Maybe I don't tight. Wanna... Although they have been getting on base outside of, I mean, in, at least in the Cubs series, it's been a struggle in Baltimore, but they were getting on base. They were working the count. They were walking. I just, there's something weird about Baltimore. They haven't looked good. No. And my point is, so you get one start, you get an offense that's probably underachieving. How about that? Through the six That's games. fair. Yeah. Yeah. But yet you still come come back home three and three. It's it's a good chance to sort of reset and and you get the home opener tomorrow and you've got all sorts of fun and you know you're back home and and the Brewers have a little comfort zone. You don't have to worry about the weather. You've got Brandon Woodruff on, on the bump tomorrow. You've got a Cardinals team that's uh, coming in. That's a rival sort of sort of series. And maybe you know maybe you know it's it's a different mindset here a little bit. This is a big win. This, make no mistake, just to, as of everything I said, you're not playing your best ball. You're just not. And, and when you don't play your best ball and you come, come around the 500 mark after six games, I will take that. 
I won't say it's a huge success, and I'm not going to celebrate a 3-3 three and three mark. I'll celebrate winning three of your last five, though. I mean, that's where they're at right now. Sort of riding the ship a little bit. Two of your last three, obviously, because they took this series. Uh, you're getting to the back end of the bullpen with a lead, and it's been a little bumpy back there, too. Again, Josh Hader last night, a couple of base runners. Devin Williams, three base runners, had to, had to pull the magic act last night. Tonight, all hell breaks loose on Devin Williams, and Josh Hader allows a base runner. So it hasn't been exactly clean back there, but en- enough to be effective and to get another victory. Offense, 414-799-1250. Above average, average, or below average. I'm sort of, I know it's been six games. But I'm sort of surprised on this offense. So what they score tonight? Four? Um, let's see. They scored five in the victory and then got shut out. So nine runs in the series? Nine runs in Baltimore. Just saying. I mean, again, you can, you can say that this team is going to get off and running, and I still believe they will offensively. I do. But these numbers in the past three in Baltimore, I don't know if Baltimore has that good of a pitching staff. I mean, you have to consider that, too. Means only went, what did he go tonight, four? Yeah, he was, uh, we still don't know why he left after four. But I think it's a little forearm. Four. Yeah, a little forearm tightness. Um, but, you know, they scored nine runs in this series, Evan. I figured they'd get double digits in one of these games. Well, and didn't they only score nine in Chicago as well? Nine in Chicago as well. You're so averaging right you're, on the button three three runs a game. Literally three runs a game, which your pitching staff has done right around there, maybe a little bit better outside of the one blow-up game in Chicago. So it's not the pitching's fault, but anytime you, you expect your offense to get maybe, what, four and a half to five runs a game yes. on average? Yeah, yes, yes. And against Baltimore... More than just nine runs. Their pitching staff only gave up eight runs in the series. They did their job. They really did overall. It was a bumpy ride. Like I said, it's a grind. It feels like a grind every every inning, every half inning. Whether it's top or bottom. That may help. I recall talking about this last year. The same thing, Evan. When you play these grind-out games, I think it helps you down the stretch and into the Oh, yeah, it didn't help him in the playoffs, not did it. But it, that's the theory, though. In theory, it should. I Look back a couple years ago with the Bucks, where they blew out every team that they played, and all of the pundits said, oh, well, they're not going to be good in close games because they haven't had any. They don't know how to face adversity. And I think, at least for the Bucks, that was kind of true. In baseball, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. If you're blowing your teams out, yeah, you're not going to know what the stress and how to deal with being down one run with a runner on second, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. That's a completely yeah. different feeling than being up 4 nothing in the top of the fifth. Or making a defensive play when it's a one-run game. you got to make a play. I mean, all that ties into it, these, uh, these tight ball games. But it is a little on the grind side here for the Brewers in the 22 championship season, almost to the point where it's, you know, granted, I, I love watching Brewers baseball, but 
almost to the point where it's kind of painful sometimes. It's like, why are you making this so difficult? You know, Corbin Burns is pitching a beauty tonight. Just start scraping across a run or two here or there. Put it up to four or five zip. Save that bullpen so you can go head-to-head against the cards starting tomorrow. It just, uh, it's not happening that way right now. It's that you don't get the blowouts. You don't, you don't get any, any cushion. You don't get any comfort. You don't, you don't get any cruise control. It's grind city. That's, that's what we're doing here in 22. But good news is after losing uh, two of the first three, well, three of the first four, let's face it, you come on back with a couple of victories and, and you go back home three and three, and I like that. But the offense, are they going to be above average? Are they going to be average? Are they going to be below average? Because, you know, through the six games here, I still say there's way too much talent up and down this lineup. And I I just don't see how they will be a bad offense or below average offense. I just I can't I can't see that. Evan, do you you see it the same way and it's okay to disagree with me. I'm optimistic about this offense. I feel like based on the early results of the poll that we posted from your Twitter account, uh, we might be in the minority in this, that thinking they'll be above average. But like you said, the, the offense only got better over the offseason. Losing Avi sucks, that 30 home runs, but you got a replacement in Hunter Renfro, like you mentioned. Who hit 31. Right, and well, he's an RBI machine, so no worries about that. McCutcheon so far has been maybe one of the most underrated signings in all of baseball. I, I feel like once Urias gets back, you have your regulars, you have your platoons. This team could end up setting a Brewers record for most home runs in a season. They have that kind of power. I think that once all of them get going, maybe they just need some home cooking at AmFam, a couple of games there, the roar of the crowd. This, this offense is going to be good. There's no weaknesses if all of the parts come together. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you up and down this lineup. But it's just not happening through six games. That's the, that's the problem. And it's going to be a problem for some Brewers fans that are going to look at this and say, they're just like last year. It's all or nothing. Bunch of strikeouts, can't get the ball in play, can't move runners over, going into slumps, going into skids. I just find it hard to believe the names on the backs of those jerseys and the numbers on the backs of those baseball cards will not be a better than average offense. But hey, I've been I've been wrong before. I've been stunned before by this Brewers offense. And what I tell you about Rowdy Telez? It's my pick to click for this season. He needs Craig. to be the everyday first baseman. Every day, dude. Every day. Let him loose. Turn him loose. Dude's hitting lefties, hitting righties, knocking in some runs. Well, he had a nice night tonight as well. He was the only guy that could hit in the postseason last year. That too. That that's exactly right. Just turn him loose, man. Let let, let him let him loose. If you're gonna pick on Colton Wong, then pick on Colton Wong by Keston Hero playing a little second base. Oh, he did tonight. Look at that. Rowdy Telez got a start tonight against a left hander. Huh. You must have been over the moon when you saw that lineup. <laughs> I know that. I was. I was. That was super cool. And it, and it paid off. It paid off in his first at-bat, for crying out loud. 
We'll get to our highlights coming up. We'll get to Craig Council on the way. But uh, if you want to check out and, and participate in that Twitter poll, you can do so at 1250 AM The Fan or at Tim Allen Rants because I've got it up. And it's uh, uh, the Brewers offense, just above average, average, or below average by the end of the season. If you want to throw a word in there as, as to how you would describe them as well, I'll take that because I've heard some uh, pretty interesting descriptive uh, terminology toward this Brewers offense the last year and a half, year plus. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, let's get in a call or two uh, before the break, and then we'll get to our highlights because they're uh, pretty cool highlights. So let's go to Nate. Nate, above, below, or just at an average offense? Um, I voted on your poll, and I kind of uh, I, I put below average, but I misunderstood the question. I thought it was asking about the early part. I thought it was asking about how how would you grade on the um, Oh, okay, yeah, so or, far. Okay, yeah. yeah no, it's but, it's kind of for the season projected out. Yeah, so for for the season, I'm gonna say average from for what I see right now, um, and you know I was, you know how I am, Tim. I was I was just excited as you to see Roddy Tellez in that lineup today. Um, I was kind of disappointed not to see Omar in there, um, but I was excited to see Roddy Tellez in there, and like you said, it paid off. You know what? I was talking to Steve today, and I was telling him, and I was talking to him, and he was like. And he explained that it's not just council; it's the it's the organization, it's the organization and David Stearns who wants this analytics thing. And I'm like, well, Craig is the one that's out there. He's he's managing the game. He's doing our monitors every day. He needs to talk to Stearns and and Antonio and let them know that these guys need to get going. And you, and you see what uh, Telez does for you. When you when you leave him in the lineup and you let him build on success, he had a good night the night before. You put him back in the lineup and he contributes again. This, but the one thing I do want to say is this: this McCutcheon at the top of the lineup thing that drives me crazy. Um, I just feel that he's better off behind Yelich. When he's behind Yelich, it gives it gives you that. Fear factor, at like a Ryan Braun used to give Yelich a protection. It, yes, yes, it gives Yelich uh, better at bats because you know the guy behind him is dangerous and he can and he can strike at any time. If you want to, if you want to take uh, when you get long days off or he's not at the top, put Adamus there. Put put yeah, put somebody there besides. McCutcheon because I like the fact that he can help get Yelich easier at bats and and Yelich's on base percentage is off the charts so McCutcheon's going to have chances to drive in runs and then Hunter Renfro behind him see that's what I'm saying Nate and, and this offense that you know it's it is surprising that they come out averaging after six games three runs a game it's just three it's I mean come on guys really I mean you you faced. That on top of it, you face Chicago and Baltimore. And what I can say about that, Tim, it is some, um, I, I believe I, we, they, they have been bad in scoring runs, but if you look at the, this series um, in defense to be devil's advocate, they were hitting some rockets. And when we get back to Milwaukee, those, those, those balls that they were hitting – 
those are going to be good gone. point. So, um, that's a good point. Yeah, some some of these over the course of the six games have been wind. The wind has knocked it, knocked them down a little bit. They've been struck yep. very well. And then, you know, you and I discussed Omar's a uh, uh, couple of ABs the other night. Those things as well. They, there was a uh, a Christian Yelich that clearly was going to be a home run in most parks uh, yesterday. So it, yep. you're right. That's that's part of it. That is, that is part of it. All right, Nate, I got a scoot, 799-1250. Uh, we'll take a break here, come back, get our highlights. But, you know, this offense, is it overall, not just through the six games, through the six, six games, I clearly think they're underachieving. If you're going to tell me this is their offense all season long, I'm going to tell you that they're going to be slightly over 500. Their offense is going to have to pick it up a little bit, and, and they will. But overall this season, just in, in, in your sense – and your pre- prediction or projection, just the offense itself, above average, average, or below average. It's pretty simple. I mean, you, you get, uh, what would it be, a, a, a B, C, or a D, right? I mean, there's very <laughs> yeah. few offenses. Very few offenses get the A, right? They're, they're you know, someone's got to be at the top. I don't think this team is going to be at the top of the leaderboard in offensive metrics. But are they going to be in the upper third? Are they going to be in the top five in the NL? How about that? I think they have every opportunity to do so. It just seems like they're stumbling out of the blocks here. Just a little bit. That's all. Just a little bit. 799-1250. You can uh, take that poll on Twitter as well and some reaction there. We'll read that for you coming up. Craig Council on the way. And we'll get to Hunter Renfro showing off the cannon tonight. We'll have that for you as well. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. 4-2, Brewers take the game and the series are coming back home for the home opener at 500 at 3-3. Three three. We'll be right back, 1250 AM, The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to find out who's hot and who's not after today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Brewers get the victory 4-2, the final, and you, well, you could say that the uh, Brewers are hot right now. They've won two of their last three. And that's, I mean, really, at the end of the day, that's what counts. Welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. 4-2 the final. They were cruising uh, with Corbin Burns. Not only the Brewers uh, were cruising, but this game as a whole, were. it was just, wow. These two teams were just cruising along. This is sailing along. By the way, it's Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger live here in the Lakeland University studios. The leader in online education. Learn on your terms at lakeland.edu. Yeah, for a while there, uh, these two pitchers, Means and and Burns, uh, Burns means Brewers win. Uh, They were were just cruising along. The the Brewers offense just going three up, three down, three up, three down, three up, three down. Well, certainly that's going to help pace of play. That's, That's for sure. So send that to Manford. But uh, we'll get to our game recap here. Brewers go in order. Get used to that. Uh, line out to left by McCutcheon. Adamas with a foul pop-up. And Yelich a broken bat line out. 
on the infield. Bottom of the first, Brewers uh, burns a two-out walk. I think I was losing my mind again. That happened about six uh, six nineteen or so uh, this evening, and another walk in the first inning by a starter for the crew. It's like, wow, guys, really? Uh, the Brewers they get to Means in the second inning. It was a one-out walk by Keston Hira, and then with two outs, Rowdy getting the start against the left-hander, and it pays off. Telez to straightaway center field. Mullins back, still back at the track. It's over his head and off the wall. Hira's going to score with ease. Telez to second and stops there. The Brewers have the lead on a booming double by Rowdy. And fortunate for Rowdy, put a charge into one. Yeah, and the, those are the ones that in some other parks are going to go out, as our uh, prior caller said. I think it's a good point. Uh, you know, they, they did make some modifications to Camden Yards. And, you know, I don't know if that's – what's to prevent them from moving that left field once they get some right-handed power hitters in their own lineup? Evan, I was thinking about this earlier today. So they move it out some 30 feet, the left field wall. Some and they raised it be- like five, ten feet, and and raised it. And some say it's because of the the future of in division power hitting right fielders uh, or power hitting uh, players against the Baltimore Orioles in the East. Now, what's preventing? If that's true, I mean, what's preventing them from then just uh, in about four years when we got our own? power hitters uh, that, that hit righty, moving that thing back in. Why aren't more teams doing that, if that's the reason? Why wouldn't they? If Camden well, Yards why? has been open 40 years, why are they just doing it now? <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Stanton and Judge might be a, one of the reasons <laughs> that it could be. Um, but, you know, uh, guys, I'm one that thinks baseball should be uniform. Build the stadium any way you want. To do whatever you want with the stadium. But the field itself, I think it should be uniform, just like football, just like basketball, just like hockey. Everyone plays on the same same type of uh, dimension. I'm just saying. That, that we could uh, discuss later on this season. Uh, the rally wasn't done quite yet because the Brewers had a one-zip lead and Rowdy's standing there at second base. Mike Brasso's going to knock him in. One for six on the season for Brasso. The one hit, the big home run in Chicago. That's lined back up the middle. Telez going to be waved around third, and now a late hold, and he running through the stop sign, and it still scores. <laughs> right, terrible throw from Mullins out in center field. It's only a suggestion. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Rowdy. Again, there seems to be, you know, he made that jump kind of slide step. Uh, was it in Chicago? trying to avoid some sort of uh, contact. I think it was in Chicago. That was yesterday at first base. Was that yesterday? Okay, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. Where he did some hop skip. It seems like he's going to have a good year to me, early indicators. Am I reading that vibe wrong? It seems like Rowdy's going to have a good season. He, I mean, do you want to just go all out and say he's going to be an all-star this year? Because I think I could see Maybe. it. First base Maybe. in the National he, League is a little bit weak right now. I think Willie will repeat as the team MVP, but I think the 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 big time big time guy that comes on and everyone says, "Whoa, what a season for Rowdy Telez. That's him. That's that's the next one. 
two zip. Brewers have the lead in that uh, second inning. And so you've got Corbin Burns on the hill. How about Corbin Burns? In order, one, two, three, means returns the favor in the third inning. And that's when the Brewers just, their bats shut off. Corbin, a one-out base hit uh, to another great name, Bem Boom. Baltimore has some really cool baseball names. Did you notice that? They really do. Anthony Santander. You don't give much better than that name, right? Ryan Mountcastle. Mountcastle, really? Cedric Mullins is a cool name itself. It's simple, that, but yeah, it's cool. That seems like it was like a league MVP in the 1970s playing for the Phillies. Yes, yes a little left-handed hitter. That, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, and then Anthony Bemboom. I mean, that's Trey Mancini. Come on. There's some cool names in Baltimore. Uh, Burns does shut it down after that, after the base runner. Two zip into the uh, fourth inning. I should say third. Uh, fourth inning, both teams, one, two, three. Means out of the game right there. A little forearm tightness. Um, again, one, two, three for the crew in the fifth. Ten consecutive set down in order by uh, Orioles pitchers. Burns allows a leadoff double in the bottom of the fifth inning. A little stress, but strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. That moved the uh, game into the sixth inning. Eight strikeouts in the performance tonight uh, for Corbin Burns. 13 consecutive retired by the Orioles. As the Brewers go one, two, three in the sixth. Burns, uh, a scoreless sixth inning again to the seventh. Brewers break the string finally. Keston Hero with a base hit but they don't get anything out of it. Corbin hits a man in the bottom of the seventh inning with one out. And this is, uh, this is something that was advertised when the Brewers acquired Hunter Renfro was the rocket that's hanging off his right shoulder. But uh, with the one out, how about Hunter Renfro to end the inning? Hayes, line drive right field. Renfro coming on. Renfro makes the catch. Throw to first. Got him. Double play. Renfro showing off the arm. He doubles up Rodor over at first base. And Corbin Burns is through seven scoreless here in Baltimore. Scoreless through seven for Corbin Burns. That's going to do it for him. Seven shutout. Nicely done by the uh, current Cy Young Award winner. Caratini with a base hit in the eighth inning. Erased on a double play. Two zip. We get to the bottom of the eighth inning and all hell, ba- all hell breaks loose. <laughs> wow. Broken bad base hit, then a walk. Then he gets a strikeout for the first out. But, gee, I mean, at this point, Evan, you and I are following along. <laughs> I mean, it, you can tell he's laboring by this point after the walk. He didn't have his confidence. I, I think he only threw his changeup for a strike maybe two or three times. His fastball velocity dipped. He didn't even bother trying the cutter. He just looked lost. And he was laboring yeah. in between pitches, too. Yeah, and he was taking his time. I mean, it was crazy. Then an RBI base hit and made it 2-1, to one, putting runners at the corners with that one out. Then he hits the next man to load him up. One in, one out. And 2-1 to one gives way to Boxberger. Boxberger gets a shallow fly ball to left center, but deep enough for a sack fly to tie the game at two. Wow. And a strikeout. Gets out of it. 2-2 into the ninth inning. Do the Brewers have some fight in them in the ninth inning? Yes, they do. 
with one out, a Hunter Renfro base hit. And in a tie game, it's no longer tied after this swing by Colton Wong. Wong, base hit down the right field line. Renfro is on his horse. He's on his way to third. He's going to be waiting around third. Here comes the throw home. Not in time. An RBI triple for Colton Wong, and the Brewers have taken the lead. Well, they do take the lead. Then with two outs, uh, with Wong there, he did move the third on that throw home, but uh, one out later with two, it was once again Rowdy Telez. Telez, deep right center field. This is trouble. This is in the gap and off the wall. Telez lumbers into second base. Huge RBI double for two Brewers. Nice long at bat for Rowdy. Pitch number eight. Telling you, Rowdy Telez looks good this year. He really does. He looks comfortable. I, I think he looks like he's having some fun. Leave him play. Let him play. Let him play, boss. Uh, four to two. They go on to get another base runner to load the bases, all off Jorge Lopez, the former Brewer. Uh, that's a good thing. They finally got to him. He locked down the save in the uh, opener on Monday. But uh, to no avail, they just scored a couple of runs. But more importantly, a 4-2 lead. Josh Hader in, allows a base runner. A little nervous time, a little bit. But no, he locks down. Save number three on the season. All three victories with saves by Josh Hader. Brewers get a win, 4-2, even up uh, their season mark at 3-3. And they're coming back home for the home opener uh, tomorrow. You like this 4-1-4 start? I think it's kind of cool. I think it makes it a lot easier for me and a lot of other people to go to the game. It it does. It does. Are tickets still available? We're going to check. Uh, we'll take a break. We're going to hear from Craig Council. If you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. Before the break, let's get some any comments on that Twitter poll, or you want to just give numbers here? There were a couple of comments. Uh, I can give you the numbers as well to start. Uh, asking, will the Brewers be above average, average, or below average on offense this year? Uh, below average, 43.3% wow, of the vote. Wow, wow, wow. Average, 477 Above average, only at 9.1% right wow. now. Wow. Very it's a, interesting. It's a pretty big sample size, too, right now. So... A lot of people, what is that, 90, 91% of people think that they're going to be average or below average. Or, or below, yep. 90% of Brewer fans, or at least Twitter followers, 90% say they're not going to be a good offense. A couple of quick comments here. Kevin says, Vogelback had a few hits last year in games. Adamus, I don't see hitting as well as he did early on. Yelich would have to regain his MVP form or close to it for them to be better. He's more of a good hitter without power. Uh, someone, Amos says they were above average somehow last year. Candrew uh, says, silly question. The offense hasn't been largely garbage for two seasons. I, I feel like there's a lot of contradictions in that statement. Uh, and then a little bit of positivity. Jeer says, where's the positivity? We're only six games in. And I think I have to agree with that. Well, it's just asking how an offense is going gonna, is gonna to be. That's all. That's not negative, right? Isn't it? Oh, is he talking no. about the responses? Yeah, I yeah. think more the responses yeah. and just the result of the poll. 91% of people thinking they'll that, be average or worse. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. All right, we'll get to Craig Council coming up. If you guys want to jump in here and vocalize your response to that, above average, average, or below average offense at the end of the day. Yeah, there's certain metrics that you could take a look at, and you could say that the Brewers' offense was decent last year, and they certainly, since Adamas came in 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 May, they were decent, but it's a different year, you know? I mean, things are going to go up and down. Adamas may may lose a a tick or two where Yelich picks up a couple. You know, who, who knows? 799-1250. 799-1250. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street No Creek right here on The Fan. Brewers win 4-2. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Brewers get a victory tonight to take the game in the series. They come back home on the six-game road trip into Chicago for three, Baltimore for three, and they end up three and three. Eh, take it, I guess. I mean, it's not great. One additional win, just one additional win would have made all the difference in the world. See what a difference that one victory does? and never, You never know. Baseball is back in Milwaukee tomorrow. And uh, I believe, Evan, you are going, right? I'll be there. Okay. Tomorrow after the game, we're going to talk about your go-to things when you go to a ball game, regardless of whether it's at AmFam or whether it's on the road or at Old Miller Park, at, at the county stadium for that matter, wherever you go. There's just certain things that you do when you go to a, a ball game that are your go-to. Like you have to go to the souvenir shop. Some people don't. Some people will go the whole game and not even step foot in, in to see the uh, merchandise. Me, that's a must. I mean, I just every game I go to for, I think since I've been a little kid, since I've been a little kid with that uh, main concourse at, at County Stadium, once you walk into that big cavernous main concourse, there was the, the souvenir stand. There were, it was a stand. It wasn't a store, Evan. They didn't have a store. There was just a stand, it fenced off, and then you look at all the goodies. And uh, so you had to do. I have to do that. The other thing I have to do is peanuts. I just interesting. Just okay, some, always just a bag of peanuts. Always, and the shells go right down between my feet. I don't. You call me a pig if you want. We've debated this for <clears throat> many years on this show. Whether that is appropriate these days or not, is it? Like I, I, leaving a big old mess at your feet? I, I feel like it's not the the nicest thing to do, but what is the alternative, I guess? Like, I love yeah. chewing sunflower seeds, especially at a ball game, but what am I supposed to do with the seeds? And Where, What do you do with them? I, I, I mean, the I shells. don't. I have so much respect for the people who work in custodial duties at stadiums because okay. it, it has to be horrific work, but they're, they're sweeping it up. I feel like it's, you know, it might not be the most morally correct thing to do, but it's kind of just the status quo to throw the peanut shells down. I, I know, but it's just, some people haven't have an issue with that. Uh, we'll talk more about my go-tos at a ball game, but, uh, since you won't be on the show tomorrow, what do you have to do 
Where do you have to go? What do you have to buy when you go to a ball game? What is the constant for you, Evan? Well, I have to go to the team store. I'm a lot like you where, especially with what they've done at AmFam, where there's, I think, three, at least mm-hmm. two full team stores and then a couple of pop-up booths. They have new things every single series. They have limited edition uh, shirts or hats or what have you that are there. So I like to go and look and see. Uh, recently, my crutch has been getting a new $20 hat every game I go to. It's not okay. the best thing for me to do, but, I mean, the Brewers have a lot of really nice hats, so I want to represent them if, if I can. Uh, I like to go, I hope it's still there. In the 200 section, there's a craft beer section. I will visit that a couple times during the game because I figure I'd rather pay $13 for a great beer than $10 for, you know, light okay. beer. Uh, other than that, I don't know if I really have anything. I'm a big fan of just sitting there as long as possible and watching the game. I like to Some take in the atmosphere. Say to bring a radio. Yes, I, I see a lot of people do that. Some games mm-hmm. I'll keep score. I, I like doing that a lot because you feel like you're involved in the game. But for the most part, I just kind of sit there and take in the atmosphere. That's my favorite part. Yeah, that is uh, that is the main thing. And baseball is back in Milwaukee. That's that's really cool. And you know, with the lockout and everything, uh, just a slight delay. It was a slight delay, um, but it's it's back and it's it's really cool. I just opening day. There's there's nothing like it in the city of Milwaukee. That's for sure. Tonight, Brewers get a victory four two. They're up two zip. Burns seven shutout. Uh, that was nice to see. Uh, the Brewers' offense did what they needed to do early. And then when Devin Williams had a little bump in the road there, uh, they come right back the very next inning, put up those two runs right back on the board to go up 4-2, and Josh Hader nails the save. Let's hear from manager Craig Council after the win. It had to be good uh, just to see Corbin pitch like you're used to seeing him pitch after scuffling with the cutter a little bit last time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, yeah, it was one start. I mean, um you know, he, he but he pitched beautifully, um, and um, you know I just thought he, he got into got into a game a little bit and looked really comfortable. Um, kind of got everything going, and um, so it was it was it was fun to see and fun to watch him pitch tonight. On the flip side, with Devin in the eighth, there um, his velo was down a little bit. Do you think that was more of a product of the back to back? Yeah, I I think he I think he got a little tired tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah so we'll we'll have to give him you know. Probably probably a couple of days off here, and then kind of knew that going in that, that that would be the case if we used him tonight. And but he he was probably a little tired at, by the end of the outing for sure. Take my box then to come in at least yeah. No, I mean I think Box did a great job. He pounded the strike zone and got two outs, and, and um, you know yeah gave us a chance in the ninth there. What did Devin's velo look like in the spring? Was it where it was supposed to be? Yes. Yeah. You know it's discouraging not to get him the win, but. Uh, it's nice to see the resilience of the team in the ninth come back and win. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've, you know, we need to score a couple more runs. You know, we're making it pretty challenging on our pitching staff a little right now. So we'd, um, to get those runs in the ninth was 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 needed for sure, not for the, just for tonight, but, um, you know, put together a nice rally against a, a good pitcher. So, um, you know, that was good to come out of here after a great starting um, performance by Corbin and, and still get a win. Craig, we know you like Rowdy against righties and lefties. Um, just what, what makes him effective, tough on lefties as a left-handed hitter? Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, Rowdy's 
biggest strength is he's just a very strong man, you know, and uh, and that that makes the whole ballpark kind of in play for home runs and driving the baseball, um, and 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 that's what he showed tonight. We think a rowdy sprint speed. Right, when you ran through a stop sign there. Third yeah, I mean, you know, he probably should have been on third on the ball he hit. You know, the first yeah, ball he hit. Yeah. Um, so, but he got it done. Craig, was the uh, Baltimore's pitching staff doing anything in particular? I think you guys had like 14 outs by ground balls there in that stretch between the 38. Uh, Are they heavy ground ball guys as a staff? No, I would. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. No. Um, you know, me, means is means is definitely not. Um, that's not his mo. We were we per, were we had a lot of pull side ground balls though for sure. Yeah, it was it was very athletic play to just be accurate and that far that uh, and, it, and it you know made that made that decision. Corbin was getting close on pitches as far as where we we're gonna where we we're gonna get him to. So that was a it was a big play. And how big is it just to wrap this up, get the win, and then be able to go home tomorrow for the home opener? I mean, you ended this on a good note. Yeah, we 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 played a good two games at the end here and. Um, just thought we played a particularly nice game today. Um, pitched pitched well today, and then and then the team picked up Devin, which is which is always great. Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by Five O'clock Steakhouse. Presented by the Five O'clock Steakhouse. Five O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at fiveo'clocksteakhouse.com. All right, it is time for the call of the game, and and you got to go with the hit that gave him the lead to stay. Again, they were up two zip, then it's two two, and you know things got a little shaky there in the ninth inning if they don't score then it's a walk off situation if if not then it goes to the uh extra uh inning rule and and then we go from there for the first time this season but it never did get to that point because you have a man aboard for Colton Wong Wong base hit down the right field line Renfro is on his horse he's on his way to third he's going to be waiting around third here comes the throw home not in time an rbi triple for colton wong and the brewers have taken the lead yeah it's big time as heard on bally sports wisconsin just love hearing jeff levering uh, make those calls on on tv it is uh, pretty cool colton wong gave him the lead at three to two to then knocked him in with an RBI double, one of two that he had on the night, and the Brewers go on for a 4-2 to victory. Call of the game once again brought to you by 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. We'll take a break here and come back. Here from Corbin Burns as, boy, he pitched a beauty tonight. I wish he would have got the win on this thing, but uh, not the case. We'll check out the uh, box score and sift through the numbers in this one. A 4-2 victory for the crew. We're back after this, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. 
It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. All right, Brewers get the victory tonight 4-2. They take the game and the series, and they come on back home 3-3. Three and three. It's, it's, it's almost like it's going too fast already. Doesn't it seem like that? I mean, we're already six games in here and off and running. And now, you know, we get something special tomorrow, though. We really do. And, and I think everybody can agree, all Brewers fans can agree, that, uh, you know, Milwaukee's home opener is just something special. There is something about that. I, I would uh, be allowed to skip school years ago when I was in high school to go to the Brewers' opening, uh, opening game. Much yeah, like the day after the Super Bowl, I feel like it should be a local holiday. Probably at least a half day. You know what I mean? That that it should be. You know, everyone who gets the second half of the day off because you know, the, the, you're not the, getting work done anyway. You're going to be paying attention to the game, to, right? To the game. And now a four fourteen start tomorrow. But nonetheless, just in general, it's it's sort of. Uh, uh, laser focused on on a Brewers uh, baseball game being back in Milwaukee, whether it been at uh, County Stadium or at at uh, American Family Field. It's it's just pretty cool, really is. It's it's a special day. Although Game Two of the home home series is the one that I was would always go to. I didn't necessarily go to a ton of opening days, Evan. I know it may surprise you, but it's just I, I would always shoot for Game Two. Because then there, you know, it'd be a little more room to breathe and a lot you know, cheaper. Yeah, oh, a ton, and maybe that's what you could say. My, I'm a cheap <laughs> ass. Yeah, my family wouldn't let me go until I turned 18. I didn't go to my first opening day until I was 19 because my family just like forbade it. They thought that me being around people drinking would just be a little too much. But yeah, uh, it, yeah, but all the beer commercials on TV are just dandy for everybody. That's that's how that works. But, no, I get what you mean. But I, we've had this debate over the years uh, in, in the past. Some parents are, are staunch against, you're not skipping school to go to Brewers opening day. No chance. Or just a game in general. Oh, my family's the exact opposite for that. They would let me stay home from school during opening day. We would have a fun okay. day lead with, like, we'd have the stadium food one. at home. Yeah. We would, uh, you know, put the game on a projector and have it be a little bit different. There were a couple times my dad pulled me out of school and we drove to Chicago to see Brewers-Cubs games. So, I mean, maybe I guess it helps that I have a, a baseball fanatic dad, but I don't know. I uh, used to bring in a brat, an indoor brat cooker. It's like a <laughs> okay. foreman, foreman grill. It's that uh, you lay... Uh, as a matter of fact, I made brats on it today. Um, it's like a Foreman grill. It's got the top and bottom, and you lay lay the brats in there. You squeeze it down shut. You lock it down, then you press a button. It cooks brats, okay, indoors. And uh, I used to do that for a few years at, at the station, right in the hallway there. I'd throw a bunch of buns and ketchup and mustard out there and just, you know, free, just go. Free, I'll supply. I bought everything. I didn't, I didn't care. Until uh, one year, somebody like 75 feet across the building got a headache from the brats cooking in the Stop in the it. I'm not kidding you. And But the burnt popcorn was just fine. 
That, the, there's the popcorn makers and the microwave's still in there. But it's not it's, like it's a gas grill. It's a. It's not. It's, it's an not. electric. It's just someone smelled brats and just had an issue with it because Tim did it, I think. I think that was it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So I just said, okay, then I won't do it anymore. I just thought I'd be nice. I thought I was being nice. Anyway, Milwaukee has opening day. Tonight's game, let's take a look at the numbers here. Andrew McCutcheon in the ball game went 0 for 4 with a walk. Willie Adamas 0 for 4. Christian Yelich 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Hunter Renfro goes 1 for 4. That's a big base hit, by the way, a run scored. Uh, Keston here, a nice night, 1 for 2 with a walk and a run scored. Colton Wong, big time, 1 for 1, 1 knocked in. Tyrone Taylor, 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Rowdy Telez, 2 for 4, run scored. And a couple of RBIs on those doubles. Mike Brasso, 1 for 2 with an RBI. Jace Peterson goes 0 for 1 with a walk. Victor Caratini goes 1 for 3 with a walk as well. Pitching lines tonight, terrific outing by Corbin Burns. Seven shutout innings on three hits with a walk, eight strikeouts, did hit a man, 97 pitches on the performance. Devin Williams, yikes, one-third of an inning, two runs on two hits, both of those earned, a walk and a strikeout. Boxberger, two-thirds of an inning, one strikeout, no runs allowed. Josh Hader, one inning, zeros across the board, just one walk. And the Brewers tonight, they get four runs on seven hits without an error. The Orioles, two runs on five hits, no errors. The win, it goes to Boxberger. He is now 1-0. Lopez with the loss. Hater saved number three, and the Brewers now 3-3 here early on in the 2022 championship season. Speaking of Corbin Burns, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, going to hear from him next right here on The Fan. hit down the right field line. Renfro is on his horse. He's on his way to third. He's going to be waiting around third. Here comes the throw home. Not in time. An RBI triple for Colton Wong, and the Brewers have taken the lead. That on Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Jeff Levering on the call. Welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, and uh, the Brewers get the win tonight, 4-2 the final. And baseball is back for sure. Six games in with a 3-3 three and three mark. You guys have been following along the opening series in Chicago, and then this series uh, for the first time in Baltimore's Camden Yards and in Baltimore in general since 2003. I mean, it's been a long, long time, and you know, with the balanced schedule coming up and just, I think that starts, I want to say it starts in 23. Yeah, it's next year already. Yeah, and, and you're going you're gonna to see uh, all the teams every year, which is, I think, a really good idea. I, I like that idea a lot. Now, it will limit the amount of games you play in division. It takes a few games away, uh, uh, shaves off, you know, three games or so from the Cardinals, three games from the Cubs, but... Uh, in essence, then you're going to see the the teams like the Yankees uh, a little more often. You're going to see, you know, the Texas teams a little more often, and I and I do like that. And it's it it runs in cycles. So once in a while, you're going to get a division that is uh, on the lower scale of talent level. But you know, on on the other side of that, that you know, you get to see these big market heritage teams. The 
Boston Red Sox. You know, last time the Brewers played the Red Sox, I want to say it was 2015 or 14. I think it might have been 14. It's the last time they, they faced the Red Sox. That is, uh, that is pretty cool. But here we are, six games in. Uh, they just come back from Baltimore, probably just getting in the air now. They'll, they'll land here in a, a couple of hours. And then it's baseball back in Milwaukee. And that is, uh, that's just such a good thing, as we just discussed a little while ago. One more thing to button up on uh, tonight's victory. The reigning Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns, seven shutout innings tonight. Here's the Brewers' right-hander after his performance. Marvin, did you just feel more like yourself today? Yeah, it was better tonight. Um, you're still not where we want to be, um, but as far as the cutter goes, um, it was definitely better. Um, still hit and miss. Uh, curveball actually kind of took a step back tonight. Um, probably 50-50 on, on some good ones and some bad ones tonight. So um, definitely got some things to work on, but um, definitely a step in the right direction. Seems like you went to the curveball more tonight, though, than you did against the Cubs. Is that fair? Yeah, just kind of one of those things that um, just kind of the nature of the game. Um, you know, they, they, they were swinging. They, that's one of those things that if this is a team that, you know, they're not going to get cheated on their swings. So that's kind of the pitch that I can use to kind of keep them off balance. Um, you know, I don't have that pinpoint command with the cutter, but, um, yeah, just part of the game. Corbin, there was this moment where you give up the leadoff double and then struck out the three guys and came off of that out one of your yells. Is that a stretch where you felt more locked in? That was definitely a better stretch. Um, I, you know, wasn't happy with the the, the leadoff double there. Um, you know, just just falling behind too many guys, too many counts, um, having to come in the zone when I don't need to. Um, so that's definitely something, definitely something still to work on is getting ahead earlier, stay away from those three ball counts, getting deep in the counts. Uh, but overall, it was it was better. We got some questions. 97 pitches. Were you about done there, or do you think you could have maybe gone out there for another hitter or something if you would have been given? Yeah, I mean, body-wise, still felt good. Um, but as far as you know, where we at, where we at with the game, um, pitch count, how many times I gotten up, um, I think you know that that was definitely it. Um, you know, obviously, we're still still working into this thing. Um, but um, yeah, I've, at the end, body still felt great, which is a you know, which is a good sign moving forward. Yeah, it's a great play. I mean, everybody knows he's got a good arm. Um, you know, eventually, these guys are going to stop getting off you know bases and ends. They're not going to run on me. They haven't run on him yet, but eventually they're, they're going to, and they're going to get hurt on it. So, uh, yeah, it's you know, a great arm, great play out there to, to get out of the seventh there. You're only talking about two starts into, into the season, but you, you guys do get a series win here. You add on tomorrow, home opener, all the things that come with that. Uh, just how important was it to, to just win two out of three here? I mean, it's the beginning of April. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's one of those things that we're still trying to figure out who we are as a baseball club and still, you know, still – Get to know each other. It's such a short spring training. It's one of those things that, um, you know, if we're panicking now, six games in, it's going to be a long season. So um, we, we, we got a really good baseball team. Um, I, I can tell you that. And um, we're excited to get home and play in front of our home fans. Is that, would that be your message to people a little worried about Devin the last two nights? Yeah, I mean, I mean his stuff is, is still unbelievable. It's one, of those, it's one of those things that, you know, made it a few pitches. It just didn't go the way he wanted to tonight. Um, but I mean, it's it's still the best you know one-two punch out there in the bullpen of the game. So um, you know, we're not worried. It's like I said, it's early April, six games in, we're fine. You're not worried about not getting the win, obviously. It's just moving more toward where you want to be. Yeah, wins is wins is one of those things that again, it's out of my control. The results are out of my control. Um, you know, I'm gonna go out there and do do the, my job the best that I can, and I know that these guys back here are gonna do the same thing.
Yeah, yeah, it was awesome to, to hear those you know big turnout. Um, yeah, just just we just want to get back to the, the community. You know, the last couple of years of ice have been tough for everyone, and and uh, you know 2020 we weren't able to have fans. Um, you know, last year limited fans early on. So just one of those things we want to get back to the community. Um, you know, we're excited to get home. We're excited to play in front of our home fans. So um, you know, we're looking forward to a packed house tomorrow. Yeah, I am too. And and you know, to hear that is going to be music to my ears. And I think to a lot of Brewers fans, to hear that, uh, you know, TV call or radio call, whatever you're listening on or or being there is going to go crazy when Rowdy hits a three-run shot or whatever it might be. Uh, Going to be really, really fun. And we'll talk about uh, you guys going to the game, especially those of you headed to American Family Field. Be sure to be right here at 1250 AM, The Fan. I I want to hear the experience, hear about the experience you had. Uh, opening day. It is uh, Woody on the mound to face the Cardinals. Let's check the matchup. He'll be going up against a familiar foe in Adam Wainwright, who on the year 1-0, he went six innings, five hits, no earned runs, six strikeouts in his first start of the year. Woody got banged up in his start. He's 0-1, a 17 ERA, three and two-thirds innings, seven runs allowed, only two strikeouts, so he can only get better. Yeah, it is a really sort of pretty important you know, outing for Woody. And again, if, if he gets beat up, then everyone's going to say, well, it's only two outings, so relax, relax, relax. Eh, it would be nice to have a quality start. How about, how about that? I mean, it, it's it's a lot to ask to have a uh, eight-inning performance and no runs or one run. But how about a quality start, six innings, three runs or less? What is interesting what if it is a one-run ball game, Evan, and they get to the eighth inning and obviously Woody's out of the game and maybe you did use box or maybe you had uh, you know someone else set up? Who's, who's getting the eighth inning? Who's shutting down that game tomorrow? You're looking at setup man Brent Suter probably. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think they might go with Hayter. I mean, he's pitched three in a row before, so... He might be the guy that would be available. He'll be available for the ninth, but the eighth uh, is Boxberger available. Just the ninth, yeah. Uh, You know, he's a he is a workhorse. Seventy-one appearances last year. Going to be interesting. Um, We'll see. Is it Urania? Handel Gustave? Maybe. We haven't seen. Did he pitch in Baltimore? In Uh, game one. I don't think in Baltimore. I don't. I don't think in Baltimore. Well, his last outing, though, he was gassing upper 90s. Other than that, you're going to have to go with a lefty. It's either going to be Hobie Milner or Brent Suter. Yeah, and there's Ashby, but they're, you know, stretched, have him stretched out. So he's probably not available tomorrow, I would think. Not available. Going to be interesting. Uh, First pitch, 4-14. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. First road trip in the books. A six-pack of games in the books. All on the road. Now they're back home. And we're back at you after the game tomorrow. Let's talk some Brewers baseball. After a win over the Cardinals for Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night. Enjoy this one. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 